Folks, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to uh, Title Pending. Right now I'm going with a very muzzy wrestling podcast. Uh, we are your hosts. My name is Matt. I'm Sammy. And we are a married couple that is going to discuss the sport of kings, the great sport of fake athletics, uh, professional wrestling. This is number one. We're just kind of bouncing ideas. We don't really have a structure for this, but I've been talking about doing this with her for a long time. Um, a little bit of background on us. We've been together for a little over four years. We just recently got married on our four-year anniversary. I have been a professional wrestling fan my entire life, more or less. I started watching it when I was seven years old, six years old. My first show was Starcade 97, Hogan versus Sting. And then Sammy here, I'll let her talk a little about her experience with the sport. I started watching wrestling after we started dating. My first one, my first show was Survivor Series 2016. Was, yeah. uh, Survivor Series 16. And I remember I hyped it up so hard for you. I was like, yo, this is going to be the fucking best. You got Bill Goldberg and Brock Lesnar in that fucking main event. These guys are going to go hammer on each other. It went like, what, eight seconds? It was like a, a minute and 26, I believe. It was just a fucking squash. And I think we all just sat there and you looked at me and you were like, that was it? Yeah, I, I I remember that very clearly. I just looked at you and I'm like, wait, what? Because everyone, cause there was a bunch of people here because it was pre-pandemic times. Oh, yeah. And everyone was so hype and the whole time. And then it just went on so short. And I was like, does this always happen? And you guys are just like, no. <laughs> yeah, and then, <laughs> I'll never forget that. That was like the first foray. Because I know you told me that you've seen it in passing, like yeah. wrestling, like probably like 2006 era. Because you've told me you knew who Cena was, you knew who Mean Mark was, who the game was. Um, who else did you know beforehand? Um, I knew who CM Punk was. Oh, yeah. Um, there's bigger people I didn't know. Like, I didn't, I didn't know who Brock Lesnar was. No idea. I never heard of Brock Lesnar. The Conqueror. <laughs> the Machine. Or whatever. He's not the Machine. Um, the Beast Incarnate beast incarnate but i i'd think you would say over the past four years i've kind of swayed you to the point now where you thoroughly enjoy this fake carnival bullshit um you can thank the wwe and their united kingdom championship for that <laughs> that was the first thing that we watched that she was super into was the uk championship tournament uh, i think that was 2017 now and tyler Bate and pete dunn i think were the finals and ever since then sammy's had this obsession with uh the UK wrestlers, most uh, most uh, most of all, Mark Andrews. I don't know what you want me to say. <laughs> I don't know. We met Mark Andrews at a progress show. That's how you know that she's like turned into a full ass fan. Like we've gone to independent shows together. We saw Progress Wrestling in a VFW. Was it VFW? Knights of Columbus Hall. Knights of Columbus Hall. So we saw a few people before they made it big in the WWE. Uh, Walter was there. Mandrews was there. British Strong Style was there. Uh, Tony Storm was there. I guess, yeah. That's kind of a background into how I got her into it. So if you had to, we're just going to start, I guess today we're going to kind of give a background of ourselves. I guess we're starting to do that now. The podcast, I don't really have a, an idea of structure of exactly what we're going to do and when. Today is going to be kind of a getting our feet wet introductory. We're going to do rumble predictions. We're going to be real cliche. We'll go through the card, who we think is going to be in each match, who we think is going to win, any big surprises. 
We are just coming off a fucking 24-hour pro wrestling binge. We watched the GCW Game Changer Wrestling Fight Forever Marathon. A good part of it, except for when we fell asleep last night. Go ahead and talk about that for a sec while I pull something up on the computer. Yeah, no, the GCW thing was pretty dope. Terry Funk is my new sleep paralysis demon. Don't give up. Fight forever. (laughs) Yeah, he's going to be in the corner of our room tonight yelling at me while I am... Fight forever. Watching him, terrified. And ever. And ever. Um, before we get into the Rumble, I guess we can also kind of discuss what we've been doing. A lot of people binge watch television shows. You know, like normal people watch like actual TV shows. We've been in the process of binge watching 1997 through 1998 Raw. And the pay-per-views, of course. And uh, we just finished 97. We just got to 98. And the last pay-per-view we watched was the Rumble. And that was when Sean gets hurt. Taker backdrops him over the top. He breaks his fucking back. He's hurt. He's on pills. He's drugged up. He's not dropping the title to anybody. But there's a certain bad some bitch waiting in the wings for him, would you say? Yeah. Yeah, bad some bitch. <laughs> oh, hell, yeah. What did you think of 97 as a whole? It was it was fine up until the the work that happened in November. My wife thinks that the Montreal screw job was a complete work. She doesn't think it actually, she doesn't think it was real. She thinks it was fucking planned by everybody involved. And it's the fucking funniest thing I've ever been a part of in my life. I don't remember what we were watching, but somebody was talking. It was a wrestler. It was I don't think it was Jim Cornette. It was somebody. And they were talking about how they didn't think the Montreal Scrooge. No, it was the Dark Side of the Ring special we were watching. Yeah. Yeah, yeah it was the Dark Side of the Ring special on it. And I, I had a couple alcoholic beverages in me. And I looked at our cat, whose name is Bellatrix. And I said, Bellatrix, the Montreal Screwjob was a work. And I was kind of joking about it then, but after we watched it this time, and, like, I do research on it because I'm very interested in it. I love Bret Hart. I think Bret Hart's probably my top three favorite of all time. And I just, I don't know. Bret Hart was so smart in the ring, and he, I don't understand how he could be so stupid. Like, maybe he wasn't, like, okay, so maybe he wasn't, like, directly involved. Like, maybe they didn't tell, like, maybe, like, he's not there, like, okay, He's not directly involved, but I feel like he knew he was going to get screwed that night. Like, he knew it. Well, because if you watch that documentary, The Wrestling with Shadows, which is convenient that they were filming that thing. I think it's, I, I understand. I think it's a, a shoot. You know, I don't, I don't think it's a work, but I can see where she's coming from with this. Because they had a documentary crew around, and he's like, Earl, Earl, if they go to, if they go to screw me tomorrow, please make sure that they don't. It's like, bro, you already fucking... Also, watching it. Okay, so Vince McMahon, this was the first time that Vince McMahon was not on commentary. Why wouldn't you be, at Bret Hart, being as smart as he is wrestling-wise, wrestling psychology-wise, <laughs> wouldn't you be a little bit fucking suspicious? Am I allowed to say fuck on this? I already have several. Okay. Wouldn't you be a little fucking suspicious that all of a sudden Vince McMahon, who owns the company and who is booking the matches is not on commentary come on well, come honey, on tensions are high backstage and vince is back there with patterson and briscoe you know he's got to make sure nothing hits the fan backstage it makes sense that he's not on commentary it was a fucking work <laughs> so that's that the montreal <laughs> screw job was a work uh bret hart in 97 is my favorite 
fucking character of all time. He's so good. The um, the uh, Canadian who's a heel in America and a face in Canada is my favorite. I've developed a Bret Hart impression that you think that I just tried to lay out. Talking about honor and talking about integrity and talking about how Undertaker, when I defeat you in the SummerSlam, I'll never wrestle on American soil again. That was really creepy how your face kind of worked into it. <laughs> I'm a method actor, honey. Um, I will say month by month, it's, it's, it's crazy how much shit changed back then compared to now. I don't want to be another one of the wrestling podcasts nowadays that just shits all over the WWE because there's enough of that. Everything is negative, and I get it. Raw is very hard to watch. SmackDown can be good. I try to find things that I enjoy. It's not the same as it used to be. I'll never say that it is. And granted, I do think a part of that is getting older and that it's made for people younger. I'm almost 30. I understand I'm not, like, who it's made for anymore. But I will say, going back, 97, the start of the year to the end of the year, my voice just cracked, is so drastically different in terms of how it's presented. And if you look at 97 and you even go back, say, five years to 1992, it feels like a whole different fucking world. Whereas if you go today, granted the Thunderdome is a thing today because of COVID, but if you watch a Raw from 2016, five years ago, half the fucking roster is the same. The look is the exact same. The announcers, Michael Cole is still there, bless his soul. It's just, it's a, it's a lot happened in 97. Like, just name off some of the historic shit we saw in like a few weeks span, if you remember it. DX forming, Sable and Mark Marrow becoming a thing, fucking gold dust and his crazy little gimmicks like that i feel like that would have never flown like even back like even when bret hart was around like i feel like that wouldn't i feel like there was a drastic change as soon as i mean obviously dx was before bret left but i feel like literally from the screw job to like the next week it was a completely different show like bret walked out and vince was like dustin put on the damn black face you're going out to face scorpio tonight the fact that they didn't cut that from the network mind boggles me. <laughs> I was shook. I seen Dustin Rhodes come out in full ass blackface to fight Flash Funk, and I literally like it's. I know it's twenty four years later now, but my fucking jaw dropped on the floor. I don't think that would have flew even back then. I don't. I don't know because I was an infant, but I don't think that would have flown. Well, I mean, ninety seven. It's not great for like a, a PR standpoint. Like they had. Pillman died, and the next day on Raw, they interviewed his wife and basically asked how she was going to survive. They've got the Sable Mark Marrow angle, which they still kind of try to do, but it's so much more over the top back then, where Marrow's like, You are my property! Now hide your titties! You know what I mean? Oh, oh Sammy God. hates women, by the way. Let's get that out of the way now. I don't. Okay, so I don't hate women. I am a woman and I support strong women. I don't. I'm not a huge fan of women's wrestling. I'm going to put that out there. I'm not. I think they're talented. I think they're very talented athletes. I just, and there's certain ones who their voices just grate me. We're going to have some takes. The, the, if, this, if, this, if, it, if it ever makes it big, we're going to get canceled on Twitter, honey, and it's all your fault, so you know. I'm just saying I'm not a fan of women's wrestling. You were laughing at Goldust Blackface. I wasn't laughing at the Goldust Blackface. Okay. Hard. So back to 97. 
Um, a lot of good. We saw DX form, the New Age Outlaws formed. The Rock turns heel. He goes from Rocky Maya via to The Rock. Steve Austin breaks his goddamn neck, and he's back on Raw the next night. He's going for the Intercontinental strap in three months, and then he just gives it away and says, I'm going for that big title because that's what I want. That's what he wants is that big championship. There's so much stuff that happens. Fucking Kane debuts. Taker is god-awful at promos in 97, and I guess I never realized that he was never really that good at him. Does he ever get better at promos, though? No, but they're, like he's just like a big emo kid in 97. He's like, Kane, brother, I've been through a lot in my life. And I'm the dead man, and I'm going to go out in front of the Hot Topic, and I'm going to bum cigarettes off some teenagers. Uh, rest in peace. She just kind of looked at me. I'm going to stop doing impressions before she walks away. So all this to say, we've been going through. So we're, we're, I'm trying to get her well-versed in the classics so she understands, you know, the people who've been there before and still stick around, like fucking bill goldberg who's who was around back then he's around uh today triple h we're seeing triple h kind of blossom into his own we're almost at the point where he's going to be leading dx spoiler alert Shawn michaels goes away for four years i love triple h i fucking can't stand triple h i know you can't <laughs> I, I it's a hot take i've ne- i haven't thought he's been good since 2001 or so but that, that's a different topic for a different time um are you ready to discuss your favorite night of the year? The Royal Rumble. The Royal Rumble, sponsored by Thunderdome. I don't even know what's on the card other than the two Royal Rumbles and Drew McIntyre versus Goldberg. I'm going to be completely honest. Well, my wife, that's why we have Wikipedia. Um, I have the card in front of us, so we're just going to go by match by match. Uh, Sasha Banks, the SmackDown Women's Champion, is defending against Carmella with Reginald. I would imagine Sasha wins because she just won it not too long ago and she's been killing it. The boss, Snoop Dogg's cousin. Who is Reginald? Carmella has like a bodyguard now. Oh, okay, okay. They all have bodyguards now. Yeah, it's like how AJ Styles has almost now. So yeah, I'll just go, I'll go Sasha. You want to go, who are you going with? Um, I'm going Sasha, not a Carmella fan. I mean, I, that doesn't affect who I think is going to win. Obviously, the person I don't like can win. We're going to have a lot of that on this show, I feel like. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. We haven't been watching SmackDown. We watched it like two weeks in a row, and then we were watching GCW last night. So we didn't catch SmackDown last night. We, we have our priorities straight. But let's move on in the card. Uh, up next, we have a women's tag team championship match between the champions Asuka and Charlotte Flair versus Nia Jax and Shayna Baszler. Your thoughts? Uh, Asuka and Charlotte Flair. I I don't know because I really like Shayna Baszler. I wish she was with someone better. I really do. <laughs> oh, Nia Jax. Did you, you, were, you were in the shower when she chokeslammed. I think it was Dana Brooke on Raw. And everybody on Twitter was like, oh, Nia Jax hurt someone again, even though. Okay, see, I don't like that. I know that's like the gimmick that they play up. And like, I wish they wouldn't because I'm going to kind of get on a soapbox right here. She is a bigger girl. And I, as someone who is also a bigger girl, I don't like that they're playing that she's big. She just squashes people and hurts them thing with her. I get it. It's her gimmick. She's a heel. But I feel like it's kind of their sizest in a way. Well, my thing is, it's like she has injured people before, and I understand that you want to be safe. It's a, it's a sport where you're putting your body in the hands of someone else. 
that sounded weird, but literally that's what it is. You know, you're, you're out there, you're trying to protect the person you're with, but then also a lot of the same fans, these are the same people that when Kota Ibushi does six and a half fucking backflips onto his own neck in every match or like Shibata a couple of years back headbutted himself into fucking retirement. No one gives them shit. I do think it is because Nia Jax is a bigger, possibly non-white person that she gets so much shit. But I don't, I don't want to open too many Pandora's boxes. But I, I think she, the hate she gets is fucking overblown. She should be hated because she's not very good, and her voice doesn't match her look, and that's also kind of weird for me because I see her and I, I don't know what I expect her to sound like, but I don't expect her to sound like me, and I feel like she sounds a lot like me. <laughs> well, honey, the thing you have to realize about Nia Jax is she's not like most girls. <laughs> true, true. Huh? 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 But we 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 stand queens in this household, and that is the queen Charlotte Flair, who recently came back to be Asuka's mystery partner. It's been kind of strange because Asuka's been in this storyline with Alexa Bliss and Randy Orton, uh, where Alexa Bliss has like fiend superpowers. Wait, Asuka's involved in that? Yeah, because Alexa like well she's indirectly like she's had matches against Alexa the last couple weeks on Raw. The most recent was a women's title defense because Asuka is the Raw Women's Champion, so she's Asuka two belts right now. Um, and Randy Orton RKO'd Alexa Bliss into the fucking Shadow Realm. I'm sure that'll be played up on Sunday as well. I like Charlotte. I don't. I don't think she she gets a lot of uh, unnecessary hatred as well. Can we talk about the storyline with her father? Uh, yeah, I was gonna say because she's kind of in this story with Lacey Evans. I say kind of. She is where Ric Flair is. Laying down Space Mountain fuck meat on the mother Lacey Evans who loves America and she just loves the nature boy as well. I can't stand this storyline. I think it cheapens how good. Okay. I'm not a huge Lacey Evans fan, but I think she's decent in the. (laughs) I don't hate women. He's going to try to say I hate women. I don't hate women. I'm just kidding. Okay. I feel like Lacey Evans isn't terrible in the ring. I'm I'm not a fan of her American Pie character, like her sweet apple all-American girl. I'm not a fan of that character. I don't think she's terrible in the ring. And I feel like it cheapens the fact that her and Charlotte could probably have a decent match by the fact that she is trying to get with her father. And I'm sorry, I'm going so slow. I see so he's looking up something. He's going to compare her to the character from Glow. Debbie Egan. We already had a Debbie Egan, Lacey. Okay? And we pay eleven ninety nine a month to see it. What was her character name on Glow? I know her name was Debbie Egan, but wasn't it her character what name? What was her character name? Liberty Bell. Yes, Liberty, Liberty Bell. Bell. That's it. Yes, Lacey Evans is just Liberty Bell, quite honestly. Yeah, no, she's quite honestly just Liberty Bell. But, um, yeah, I don't like that the story cheapens the fact that they could probably put together a good match. It's weird because I'm not a – I like Charlotte Flair. I don't love her, but I feel like any any match I see of hers, I enjoy because she's able to elevate the person she's with. She – you can like her or not, but she has intangible star power, and that's something that you got to have. If you're going to make it in this fucking industry, do you understand? Like, I get that she's Ric Flair's daughter, and she's been, like, a 25-time champion. I know that's not the right number. I don't care to look it up. But she has the intangibles. She's fucking talented, and she has an aura about her. Much like her tag team partner, the Empress of Tomorrow, Asuka. Asuka slaps. Asuka fucks. Anytime she loses, the entire internet is up in arms about it. That's how you know someone's a good wrestler. 
there any rhyme or reason why Asuka and Charlotte are a tag team? Asuka was going to team up with Lana. Remember that story? Yeah, where they humiliate. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and then Lana got dropped like a sack of fucking potatoes. And Charlotte came back and they won the straps. And then I don't know if they've even like barely interacted since. But they are the current champs. They're facing Nia Jax and the one who we haven't talked about yet, Shayna Baszler. I think Shayna's dope. She's got a she's got a aura about her again. I'll say it. I I wanted her and Rousey to be a tag team when Ronda was still around, just slapping arm bars and fucking tearing tendons and snapping bones and shit. You know what I mean? Yeah, I like Shayna Baszler a lot. She's the ace of spade queen of spades queen of spades the ace of spades i'm talking motorhead and then we get back on triple h and i go on a whole other tangent um so let's go predictions oscar and charlotte versus nia jackson Shayna baszler i'm gonna go oscar and charlotte retain yeah i'm gonna go oscar and charlotte all right so we're each on agreements for the first two contests so we will see now we've got the world title matches and i'll go with the one that's <coughs> less not less interesting but probably less divisive when that would be roman reigns versus kevin owens in a last man standing for the universal championship i know the storyline was that scrap daddy adam pierce had won it and then he ended up transferring it to kevin owens uh ko and roman have had matches before they wrestled at tlc they had a cage match on smackdown i remember we watched that that was good they always have good matches together kevin owens is a great great in ring Roman Reigns gets a lot of well, I don't not lately. He's gotten a lot of shit. I've always been more of a fan of his, but he's been absolutely goddamn incredible since the heel turn. Uh, what are your thoughts on these guys? I love Roman Reigns. I mean, you know, obviously, you're my husband. I've always liked Roman Reigns. <laughs> Whenever we have people over watching wrestling, they just shit on Roman Reigns, and I'm the one in the corner just like not talking because I love him. I always thought he was great. He is phenomenal as a heel and i wish they would have made him heel sooner though i think it was the correct progression like he got sick he came back he kind of had like this hero storyline and now he's the head of the table and providing for his family and i also like kevin owens a lot that being said there is absolutely no way kevin owens is winning this match (laughs) no i mean he's gonna put up a fight i'm sure and i'm sure it's gonna be good it's gonna be a lot of fun to watch but i don't see ko winning I'd love for KO to get a title uh, title reign again soon. I thought when he was the champion, it was kind of kind of weak. They had Goldberg beat him. We're gonna get to that real fucking soon. Trust me on that. But yeah, Reigns is phenomenal, and um, you know what? I have no shame here. You know what? I'll say it. I know when a man is attractive. The best thing they ever did was have that son of a bitch take his shirt off. Have you seen the fucking guy? I I have seen him. Thank you. Have you seen the guy, honey? I've I've seen him. So we're both going Reigns on this one, right? Yeah, I don't know. I wish there was more for me to say. I've enjoyed the storyline. I think the Adam Pearce thing was really good. He plays his part well. Paul Heyman's fucking incredible. Roman Reigns is incredible. Kevin Owens is incredible. It's going to be a good match. Roman retains, and then we lead. I think whoever wins the Rumble is going to fight Roman at Mania. So we'll go to the other championship match the wwe championship match uh the lad the the scottish lad who has held that strap for the better part of the past year the pandemic champion unfortunately because it's hard to get a gauge on if he's like really doing a great job i think he's been fucking great his matches have been good he's been a consistent character his royal rumble win last year was dope that's obviously the chosen one drew mcintyre and he's defending against a young upstart just coming up in the game. 
He's got a few wins under his belt. He's a little green, but you know what? I think with enough seasoning, he'll be a credible champion one day. And that's that's fuck, that's goddamn Bill Goldberg, honey. Talk about Bill Goldberg. So as you guys know from our earlier statement, my first experience with Bill Goldberg was 2016 Survivor Series. And ever since then, I could not stand him. I So I'm thinking back to every match Goldberg's had since he's come back. And he's lost a few, granted. He, he lost to Taker in that match where they both almost died, right? I don't remember. I was going to bring up that match. He almost killed a man. <laughs> jackhammer. That was not a jackhammer. That was New Japan Strong Style. I also think I don't like Bill Goldberg because he ended Bret Hart's career. <laughs> that sloppy piece of shit, Bill Goldberg, kicked me right in the head in the Starcane. Rip Bret Hart's career. <laughs> Rip Bret Hart's brother. Um, so, Bill Goldberg, uh, yeah, Raw a few weeks ago, Legends Night, Drew McIntyre, respecting the legends, telling them all they're great folks, and then... Help me out. Every time I hear that music, I want to leave the room because I know what's coming and I can't stand it every time. It's just so unnecessary. Every time he pops up, it's unnecessary. There's no rhyme or reason. And I read today that he's under... That he's that he's under. I'm so sorry. I just almost broke our mic. But I read today that he's under contract to do two matches a year. And I get it. They're not going to Saudi Arabia right now, so they can't. Um, whatever. They don't have that. They don't have that at their disposal. Yeah, they don't have it at their disposal to send him to Saudi Arabia to get the big Saudi Arabia buck. So he has to do whatever he's doing now. And it's just. He's got these two a year, and every time he comes in and he just messes with perfectly good storylines of perfectly good guys who are up and coming, and it's just like, dude, like, you can't just come and, like, like have a match with, like, Triple H or someone, or someone oh. who's, like, mid-card, oh. or someone who's, like, mid-card or something. Like, don't come in and go for the title just because you're Goldberg and ruin someone else's chance for a title shot. I don't like that. I will say, it's not his fault. Like, I'm sure he doesn't call Vince like, hey, Vince, let me get a title match. Or I don't know how Bill Goldberg sounds. I would almost guarantee that there's a stipulation in there that if he's going to have one of his two matches, it has to be for a belt. Well, no, maybe. Because remember the, the Ziggler match at SummerSlam like two years ago? Unfortunately. That wasn't for a title. That was just Bill Goldberg trucking motherfuckers like he's always been known to do. But see, that's what I'm saying. Like, those should be the types of matches that he's in. Like, with oh, a dog. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Are. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, that's what I mean is that you say that that's what he should do, and he has done it. But you're right that, like, every other thing besides Taker has been, like, for the title. There was the series with Lesnar. Like, some decent. The second one at WrestleMania was pretty good. Five minutes in and out. That's what Bill Goldberg does. You know, he's a lot like me in that regard. Five minutes in and out, you fucking do the best you can. I know what that's like, Bill. It's okay. He beat Owens for the belt, and obviously that was part of the story. Last year, he beat The Fiend for the belt for some reason in two minutes. But then he got trucked by Strowman, which was weird, because you know that that was just supposed to be Reigns versus Goldberg. He shouldn't win the title. 
because McIntyre's been on top of his game for the better part of 10 months now. He's had a hell of a run since the Rumble last year, and it would be a colossal waste of all of that for Goldberg to come through and win. If not Bill Goldberg, though, who? That's my problem, is that I don't know who would beat McIntyre at this point, because like I said, I think whoever wins the Royal Rumble is going to face Reigns, and I'm not a fucking Nostradamus. I don't know their plans. But I have this gut feeling Goldberg is going to win this match for the WWE Championship. And I think a lot of people are going to be very upset about it. And I don't think that Bill is going to be done after that on this night. More on that at 11. Yeah, I want Drew Mack to win. In my heart of hearts, do I think he's going to win? No, I don't because it's Goldberg and... I don't know if Vince loves Goldberg or if Goldberg has something in his contract, like a stipulation that, hey, one of my appearances has to be a title match. I'm 50-50 on this match because, again, we'll get back to Bill Goldberg. We'll talk about good old Bill in a few minutes. Oh, yeah. So I don't don't know. I'm 50-50. I'm leaning towards Goldberg for the win, um, but I'd like to see Drew Mack win. Here's what I'd like. I want Bill Goldberg to win this match, and then I want – 60-year-old Brett the Hitman Hart to come out and win the Royal Rumble. And give me Brett versus Goldberg one more time at WrestleMania. I want a Brett Hart shoot promo on Bill Goldberg on Monday Night Raw. That's what I want. So, so far, we are in agreement on every match. So maybe maybe the 30-man and 30-woman Royal Rumbles will change our discretion a little bit. Let's talk about the women's first. You have Asuka as your um, Raw champion, Sasha is your SmackDown champion. They made the Chronicle for Bianca Belair on the WWE Network. That was really good. We watched that. Very inspiring. She's great. I think she's going to do well in her her wrestling career. As of today, there are only 13 of 30 entrants who have been announced. We have Nia Jax, Charlotte Flair, Bianca Belair, Bailey, Mandy Rose, Dana Brooke, Peyton Royce, Alexa Bliss, Shayna Baszler, Liv Morgan, Ruby Riot, Tamina Snuka, and Natalia, who will be the number 30 entrant. Um, that leaves room for 17 surprises, so you have to assume the entirety of the NXT women's division will be there. They'll probably bring back a couple legends. I don't know how many legends they're going to try to bring in with the whole COVID thing, because we've discussed this on our own accord that this is probably the least excited I've been for a Rumble in a while, and I love the Royal Rumble. I always have. And I don't think it's anything to do with like the, the TV shows or the product. It's the fact that there's not going to be fans, and the Thunderdome is nice. They're trying really hard, and I know that's like all they can do. But fuck, the Rumble is just amplified by fans. Like Surprise returns and legends coming back, the fan reaction makes it 12 times better i mean yeah but i still think like a big surprise like uh and i'll get to it in just a couple seconds the surprise women's entrance that i think is gonna be there i feel like it's still fun for the people at home yeah it won't be exactly the same but no i I mean it'll be fun it'll be fun don't get me wrong but there's just gonna be something about it if like say last year that we're watching the rumble and you think you know me hits and there's just like a hundred people on computer screens like and then you hear the piped in fucking crowd noise they bring in from like backlash 2001 like this is awesome is that really what they do i thought they kind of had like they had noise from like the fans through the no computers. that's not no the noise you hear is like old stuff oh i never knew that yeah it's like it's like yeah it's piped in uh, reactions from past shows like this is awesome or you deserve it or whatever the fuck they chant no, and I get that. I still think it's going to be exciting for, like, it's not, so it's probably going to still be as exciting for us. It won't be as excited for the entrance. It's exciting for the entrance. 
So yeah, we we've got thirteen announced. Um, seventeen people are going to come in. The last two years for the women's because they have a smaller women's division. There has been a lot of NXT ladies who came through. Bianca came in last year, had a great performance. They've shelled out some legends before, like Trish has been in them. They always bring out Michelle McTaker every now and then. Let's see if uh, her and Mean Mark can get to can get to Tropicana Field for the entertainment of the folks. Um, so I guess who who are you leaning towards for the women's Royal Rumble, and what is your reasoning? I don't know. Um, we don't watch enough Raw and SmackDown for me to know. Um, I will say you can never quite uh, count Charlotte Flair out of anything. Yeah. And she won last year, and I could see it them being like the first two-time women <laughs> Royal Rumble champion because it's Charlotte Flair. I think Alexa Bliss is going to win. That's where my head lies, too. I have three. My three are Bianca Belair because they had that special for her, and they're kind of building her up. I know she beat Bailey on SmackDown. That's a big profile victory. Uh, Charlotte Flair, you hit the nail on the head. You can never count her out of winning anything. She could not be booked on a show. Like, she could have showed up on GCW Fight Forever in the main event and beat Ricky Shane Page for the title, and I'd have been like, yeah, that kind of makes sense. But I guess we're going to go fucking five for five because I think that Fiend Alexa Bliss is going to win the damn Rumble, and I think that Fiend Alexa Bliss is going to go on to dethrone Asuka, and I think a lot of people on the internet are going to be very upset. Either that or uh, Rowdy Ronda Rousey will come back. I don't, oh, I don't think so. Is that your special that you thought? I think her or, and I don't think she'd have a long storyline, but I wouldn't be surprised to see uh, Becky Lynch in the Rumble. I would like that. I think it's going to be a little while because I know they just, they just popped out the little one. I think Seth might be back, but I think Becky's going to take a little more time. But either way, I'm excited to see the man back in action. How long has it been since she gave birth? Uh, a couple months. I don't know. I think a couple months and... I'm no expert on the the woman anatomy. I don't know how much recovery time you need before you're back taking bumps and putting your fucking body on the line for this industry. Yeah, no, I'd say like six weeks she could probably do it. She wouldn't be in peak condition. But I don't I don't know. I go back and forth whether I think she's gonna be in it. And I've just read a lot of people on the internet who think Ronda Rousey is gonna be back. I again that was more of a joke. I don't really think Ronda Rousey's gonna be back. I don't know if there's going to be any surprise entrance for the women's. I know probably a lot of them are going to be NXT. Like, I'd love to see Io Shirai in it. Obviously, Candice LeRae is in it most years. Um, I could see a a Shotzi Blackheart appearance. Uh, You said Candice. She's always one. Um, Ricochet's gal, the Casey Catanzaro, who did the the acrobatic flippy-doos that one time. So is there even any woman out there who could be a surprise entrance that would be, like, a legitimate surprise entrant other than like a legend um i think it'd be pretty surprising if china came out that's not funny i know i'm sorry i also have a dark sense of humor you've already heard it um so please don't cancel me on twitter um so i guess we're both going fiend alexa we'll see where the night brings us i do think alexa is gonna win and go on to face oscar at the old WrestleMania. So let's get to the big boy, the granddaddy, the grand poobah, the, the 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 elitist of the elite. And I'm not talking about Kenny Omega, the Young Bucks, or that blonde son of a bitch with the stupid neck tattoo. I'm talking about the Men's Royal Rumble. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. Fun, fun. That's another thing. Um, kind of backtracking. Getting Sam into the uh, the sport of Kings professional wrestling. We actually did a Royal Rumble watch through. Was it last year or the year before? 
I think it was leading up to last year's, the 2020 Royal Rumble. Yeah, we uh, we watched every Rumble starting in 88, made it through. No, um, it, was, it was 2019 because we also went through and then watched every WrestleMania. That was beforehand. Or was that the same year? That was the same year. We finished the Rumbles and then we went through and we did uh, WrestleMania. And then we got like to like 96 in SummerSlams and then we gave up. Yeah. Cause, and by that, for the WrestleManias, we, uh, you know, we don't watch the whole show. Just like, because WWE Network used to have a skip to the end of the match feature, which was great. And now they don't. So I always try to fast forward. Because no one wants to sit through fucking Savio Vega versus Crush with the Disciples of Apocalypse and the Los Bariquas at ringside. No one wants to sit through that. I don't know what you're talking about. That sounds incredible. Why have we <laughs> never watched this? Oh, you mean every week for the last 25 Raws that we've watched? Oh, yeah. I forgot. I mentioned that the other day. I was like, there's only so many times I can see a different like match between um, the Disciples of Apocalypse or whatever they're called, the yeah. Nation of Domination and Los Bariquas or whatever they're called. Hey, sometimes they throw in the headbangers, honey. I like the headbangers. They were all right. And let's, while we're talking about 97 WWF, the Godwins heel theme when they were Confederate rednecks fucking slaps. Get on Spotify, look up WWE slop and play it on repeat and thank me later. But let's, let's get back. Let's get back to today. Let's get back to the men's Royal rumble and let's talk about it. Um, I have the list of entrants up. I know you don't want to know who one and two are. So don't look at the screen. I'll just read it off. Cause it says it on here. Okay. Daniel Bryan, Bobby Lashley, AJ Styles, Randy Orton, Otis, The Miz, Jey Uso, Cesaro, Jeff Hardy, Sami Zayn, Dolph Ziggler, Shinsuke Nakamura, Big E, Johnny Morrison, Shamo, Mustafa Ali, Edge, King Corbin, Ray and Dominic Mysterio, and Braun Strowman, which leaves us with nine mystery entrants. I think you can eliminate most of them. I can see Bryan winning. They've kind of had the storyline where he said he wants to win the Rumble because he's never won one before. Obviously, you weren't there, but I've told you enough stories at this time of the fan backlash in 2014 and 15 when he didn't win. Yeah, I, I have heard such stories. Um, I can definitely see Orton winning just because he's Randy Orton. You can go ahead. I already saw who wanted to. Okay, so Randy Orton is going to be the number one entrant according to Wikipedia, and Edge is going to be number two. I think Edge could run the gamut. Edge is a big possibility. I could see Edge versus McIntyre being big money. You know what I mean? Yeah, I think they're smart to open with them because I think that's very... You know, going back to the greatest wrestling match of all time. Cue Brendan Urie. I'm sorry, that match wasn't... It wasn't the greatest wrestling match of all time. That match wasn't, that match wasn't as bad as you uh, make it out to be. It was very good. I thought it was good. I didn't hate it. I'm I'm a sucker, though, for cinematic matches, so I would love to see them, too, in a cinematic match. At the same time, though, Edge is so good that he doesn't need cinematic matches. Cinematic matches. There's been plenty of those this past year, but uh, they've been hit or miss. I liked uh, I liked Cena versus Fiend in the... Uh, or Cena versus Wyatt. Biker Taker versus AJ was something. I thought most of the other ones were hogwash. Remember the one where they had, I think it was the Street Profits versus the Viking Raiders? That one was so entertaining, though. The only one that I can remember distinctly disliking was, wasn't there, like, a Braun Strowman fiend one? Braun and uh, Bray, where they ended up back at the swamp. Yeah, that one I did not like. That one was weird. Follow the bones. But Bray, Bray Wyatt's always, he, you know, he's a, he's a staying force. He's out right now. I can see him making his presence known, the fiend. 
Because like it almost seems like they're they're building to Orton versus Fiend at Mania, which again not to be on the negative side, but the last time they wrestled at WrestleMania it was painful at best. I was just gonna say, I'm like, if it's just gonna be another freaking green screen on the mat with bugs, with the worms, call me out, count me out, count my wife out, Vince and your bugs. Um, I'm gonna go. Off the wall, my top three picks to win this match from three to one. Number three, Daniel Bryan. That's my personal choice. I love Daniel Bryan. I have for a long time. Love to see him win. If he doesn't, well, I'm used to it. Number two is a returning Brock Lesnar. He's not under contract. How do you know? Because of the internet. Okay, how do you know? Is the internet right about everything? No, absolutely not. And you're right. He's probably going to come in and he's probably going to stop and he's probably going to throw everyone over. But you know. you've, you've been around long enough to know that when you hear that blah, 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 shit's going to hit the fan and you could see it coming out of nowhere, can't you? <sighs> bam, 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 bam. I would be okay. So this is the only way I would be okay is if Brock Lesnar won. It would be very intriguing to see a Reigns versus Brock Lesnar simply for the Paul Heyman of it. That's my rationale as to why he's number two. He's not my number one. He's my number two because they've done Reigns versus Lesnar so many times that I can see them going back to the well to do it now that Reigns is heel and Heyman is Reigns' manager and Lesnar could be a face so they could swap the roles and have the same match and have Paul Heyman in the middle be like, no, don't make me choose between you guys. Also, can I give a shout out to Paul Heyman? His acting with Roman Reigns has been superb. He oh, looks legitimately terrified of Roman Reigns. Like, and so it's good. wonderful because Roman Reigns isn't a threatening. I mean, he is obviously, but like he's kind of like an attractive guy and like he's very. Okay, he's very attractive. <laughs> and he's got like this like, I know he's a heel and stuff. But even as a heel, he's not, like, a terrifying heel. He's not, like, someone who you feel like, oh, I need to be terrified. But just the way he talks to people, and it's almost like he's, like, a a psychological heel. Like, a psychological, like, mad person. And Heyman looks terrified of him. You know what I gotta do? I gotta put food on the table, Oos. No, and I also love that, like, this brought Oos to the upper card because the Usos are fantastic. Absolutely fucking incredible. So, do you, would you like to go ahead and tell them your I, number one pick? Now that you've brought up Roman Reigns, I would like to bring up my number one pick. Because I think that Roman Reigns is going to be the Universal Champion going into Royal Rumble. Not Royal Rumble, WrestleMania. And he is going to face your 2021 Men's Royal Rumble winner, the WWE Champion, Bill Goldberg. Boom, 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 boom. I, you, so you already know, so he already knows my opinion on this. I also think that Bill Goldberg is going to be the winner of the Royal Rumble. And it pains me so. Because, again, you've heard my opinions on Bill Goldberg. Um, I My personal favorite to see win is probably Edge, just because I'm a huge Edge fan. So I think, part of me thinks Edge is my number two to win. Uh-huh. I just, I don't know who he would face because I can't see him facing Reigns. 
if gold good. if gold oh it would be great spear against spear hell yeah. hell yeah um but i can't see him facing drew mcintyre again would be fantastic though and what are they gonna do spear versus spear him versus goldberg oh god Oh, God. Well, my rationale is that they wanted to do it last year, and they couldn't do it. And I know that it goes against all logic. I know that it does. But I think that my man Bill is going to be number 30 in this fucking Royal Rumble. I think this is what we're going to hear. Oh, shit. Number 30. The countdown hits. This music hits. And these people are getting speared. And they're getting jackhammered. And they're being thrown over the top rope. And we're having us a title unification match at the granddaddy of them all, WrestleMania 37. This would be a lot more impactful if this was the correct theme song. That's fucking close enough. That's the good one. Um, so that's my choice. Who was your number one choice then? Goldberg. So we're honestly six for six on this, huh? I lie. My number one choice is, of course, everyone's wrestling, the internet wrestling darling, CM Punk. <laughs> I would cry with laughter, just heavy laughing tears, if Punk came back in front of nobody. After all these years, just cult of personality hits, and he walks out, and there's just 150 people on the fucking computerized screens like, CM Punk! <laughs> Do you think there's any chance he could ever be a surprise entrant? Like, not even this year, but in general? I think we passed that boat years ago. I could have seen it a little while ago. I think he's he's done. He's got to be done. I would like. I thought he was going to show up in the in the AE dubs when they first started. I really did because I thought they were going to pull all their big guns. But I guess it would be. I don't know. He must not have agreed to lose to Cody. <laughs> so as far as surprise entrance for the men's, do you think we're going to see anyone other than Goldberg and um, possibly Lesnar? Yeah, let's talk about that. I can see some NXT fellas. I could see. Uh, Perhaps a, a Damian Priest. Um, Finn could be in. I think Finn's a little too big. Like, if he came out, people would want him to win. I could see a Damian Priest. I could see a Karrion uh, Cross. Maybe Gargano or Champa coming back up. Because I think they're all filming in the same state. So, I mean, they're all kind of nearby. Um, so, probably one of those. Nothing, like, crazy. Maybe one of the Undisputed Era gang. Maybe a Kyle O'Reilly anyone like on the like like could we see a seth return you think is probable that's um because they were bringing they were thinking uh they ran ads that he was going to come back and it, it was the same time that Brody lee died and they kind of just backtracked it i don't know if the two were correlated it's very possible but i seth's probably due for return so i could see it i think that'd be a nice little return if he does i hope he goes after anybody but ray mysterio <laughs> i'm just waiting for that to happen because okay so my theory and i don't know when this is gonna happen i would assume assume soon but i think dominic's gonna turn on his dad um yeah that's that's wrestling one-on-one it's gonna happen i don't know when it's gonna happen but you know there's gonna be a mysterio feud i could see it being a mania feud when dominic's if they think he's ready for it yeah but i could see like seth coming back and aligning with dominic because they've had Dominic, like, has Dominic been on TV since Seth left? I, I don't want to say yes or no. I think so. I don't know in what prominent of a role. I feel like Buddy Murphy all just also just completely fucking disappeared. But again, I could be wrong. Don't jump down my throat. I don't know enough to know. Yeah, because I feel like obviously he's not training him like Rey Mysterio is training Dominic. But I feel like Seth kind of has like a 
predominant role in his bringing up again i don't know how green dominic is like for all i know dominic could have been training for like 10 years what are you talking about dominic's uh hispanic he's not green because green skinned isn't a thing anyways so i don't i don't know but i could see like seth returning and then them going after him and dominic teaming up going after Rey mysterio as far as other surprise entrants i'm not I don't know. Like, I don't know any legends that come back. I never, every year, I say this every year to him, I never discount Triple H showing up in a rumble. Never. Give me Bob Backlund. All right. Maybe not. (laughs) She no-sold the shit out of that. He popped up for way longer than I ever, when we were doing the watchers, like, he popped up in, like, 98, and I was like, Bobby Backlund's still around. Fucking Backlund and Rick the Model Martell were in every year, like, 88, 89, 90. It's, like, 96, and Martell's popping up. You're like, what the fuck? Yeah, no, it was crazy, but I just, is anyone else coming back from, like, an injury, or? Not off the top of my head. That's why I'm going with, uh. Edge would have been, but they announced Edge coming back. Um, pop a rating, pop a buy rate. Maybe maybe Big Sexy will be in it. Maybe Nash it. will be in it. <laughs> what was that um, docu? Oh, the Pat Patterson one. I was like, the entirety the entirety <laughs> of DX was in it, except for Triple H. The whole time we were watching, I'm like, where is the game? The game's got to be around. The game's going to be in this. And then he wasn't. Like, Scott Hall, who's never in anything. We were waiting for X-Pac to show up. Dude, because, yeah, fucking Nash was on. It was. It's on the network. It's a Pat Patterson memoriam documentary. Nash was on, and then HBK is on. And I'm like, the whole fucking click's going to be on this thing. And I was in the kitchen, like, doing, like, getting a glass of water. And I heard fucking Razor's voice. And I was like, it's Razor! I was right! But I, I digress. Um, Triple H could always be... I know he just wrestled on Raw, if you want to call it that, where he disappeared. So, in canon, Triple H might be dead. Do you think The Fiend might come back to life? Or some iteration of Bray Wyatt? Yeah, I think that they're going to do something with him and Orton. Um, maybe maybe the power of the Fiend lives in Alexa Bliss and she'll win the Men's Rumble. That would be... That's actually a thought that I kind of had, is that she'd pop up in the Men's Rumble, too. Um, I could also see Bray Wyatt being, like, the number 30 and it not being the Fiend, but being, like, the Firefly Funhouse, like, the Mr. Rogers character. Yeah. Like, because I don't know if it's ever, like, addressed that him and the Fiend are the same person. Give me a 98 rumble. Give me give me, give me, me a good old Mr. Rogers, Bray Wyatt at 15, and give me the Fiend at 30. I want it, and I need it. I don't want it that bad. What? <laughs> oh, That's yeah, the Mick Foley. Yeah, him coming out as two different people. That would be nuts. Yeah. Uh, so just a quick rundown. We are six for six on the same predictions. The Royal Rumble is tomorrow night. You can watch it on the WWE Network for just nine ninety nine a month. Do it before it goes to Peacock. And then if you have Peacock Premium, it's going to be four ninety nine a month. With ads. With ads. But if you don't want the ads, we go back to what, babe? Premium. Goddamn. $9.99. <laughs> so for, um, my, again, my name is Matt. This is my wife, Sam, my beautiful wife. Uh, this was our first run through of Wrestling Podcast. Let us know what you think. We'll obviously clean this format up as time goes by. Um, you can follow us on Twitter. My handle is at smorlax187. I post primarily about wrestling uh, in either meme form or other shit postery. I am at Sammy Please. That's S A M I P L S. Sammy Please. 
and she also posts about wrestling a fair bit. Um, I've really brainwashed the poor lass. Uh, thank you for checking us out, and we will be back with you hopefully sometime soon. I would like to make it semi-frequent. There's a good chance we'll talk about older stuff more than newer stuff because obviously we don't watch a ton of it. I'd like to maybe do pay-per-view reviews of our 98 watch-through as we get through that. But um, regardless, we will be back sometime soon, and it's been a pleasure. We'll see you guys.